Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilosoff, and I'm your host. I'm the creator and editor-in-chief of Divorced Girl Smiling, a media company comprised of a website, podcast, mobile app, and a list of wonderful, trusted, vetted divorce professionals. So I'm going to say five words that I hear from almost every divorce person or person going through a divorce. They say, I want an amicable divorce. I want to be amicable. I want things to be friendly. I don't want this to turn into a divorce trial. So what does that mean? Well, the word amicable means friendliness, but we all know that That is not what divorce is at all. But today I want to talk about what an amicable divorce is, and that doesn't always mean a friendly divorce. So I have an expert on here who's going to talk about amicable divorce, what it really means, and tips on how to have an amicable divorce. And my guest is Tracy Moore Grant, who you might have heard that name. Tracy is a Georgia-based divorce attorney who's been practicing since 2002, and she is the founder of Amicable Divorce Network. So how perfect is that? Hi, Tracy. Hi. Thanks for having me, Jackie. I'm so happy to have you. You have such a well-known name in in the context of amicable divorce. I hope so. (laughs) So do you agree with what I'm saying as far as people think an amicable divorce means that you have to be friendly? So tell me about that. So there's different ways that people can approach their divorce. And a lot of times they aren't using the same phrase as the legal community uses. So it's important to really be using the right terminology. So Um, A lot of times people will contact an office and say, I want either an uncontested or an amicable divorce. And legally, they're actually quite different. So just to take a big step back, an, an uncontested divorce means that the parties have done all of the negotiation. They are coming to an attorney's office with an agreement on all of their terms, and they are seeking an attorney to draw this up for them properly, which we always recommend have an attorney do that for you, no matter how simple. We've seen so many nightmares. And so um, the attorney isn't actually doing any negotiation on behalf of the client. So a lot of times people get frustrated because they're like, well, I want an uncontested divorce, but I don't know how to calculate child support or what my rights are in regards to spousal support and things of that nature. And so that's where amicable comes in. Um, It is actually very different than uncontested. Amicable is a process where parties can negotiate, but you know what? They're not the amicable ones. Um, Parties going through a divorce actually are really upset, usually have hard feelings, are, you know, wanting to negotiate in their best interest, but, you know, not take it to a trial. Um, But they're not necessarily singing kumbaya with one another. And so people have such complex emotions and goals and, you know, they're no longer, you know, working as a couple, they're pulling apart and working now for themselves. What I'm hearing from you is that an amicable divorce is a divorce process. Is it a process that uses mediation? 
that uses collaborative divorce. Tell me what an amicable divorce is. Certainly. So an amicable divorce is a, an out-of-court process where we design the team for what the parties need and what they can afford. Um, so sometimes we've had to bring in, for example, a um, special needs expert to evaluate the needs of a special needs child because that's what that family needs. Perhaps they have a marital home and we need a certified divorce lending professional to tell them their options regarding this mortgage or home. Um, so it is an entirely customized out of court process that does use um, mediation, parent coordination, arbitration to get the parties resolved completely outside of the court system. Uh, our system is parallel to the court system. So we exchange documents and information on a free and sophisticated technology platform. And we negotiate um, in order to get the case resolved using all alternate dispute resolution um, ways available to us to get that done for the parties. What I heard is it sounded a little bit like collaborative divorce. So can you tell me how it's different than collaborative divorce or maybe it's you can do both? You can't do both at the same time. Um, I would say both are different processes and both have the same spirit of getting people resolved outside of the court system. So that's a really great um, way to approach your divorce. So um, a lot of professionals who are collaboratively trained do um, become members of the Amicable Divorce Network because they like that mindset and they have a passion for helping people um, reach a resolution. But they're two very different processes. So an amicable divorce is something that you actually created, correct? I did, yes. All right. So Tracy is the founder of Amicable Divorce Network, and this is the network you go through to have an amicable divorce. So Tracy, tell us about that. Certainly. So if parties are looking for an amicable divorce, they can go to our um, database to look for a professional in their area. It's on our website. Um, and how somebody gets to be listed in our database is that they have to have a minimum of five years of experience. Um, they are vetted for being resolution focused and not the type of professionals who increase conflict in a family and for engaging in fair billing practices. So prior to membership, we make sure that they are a good fit for our organization and our ideals, and then they get to take our training. Um, and so we welcome professionals from all over the world now who um, really like helping people um, and handling matters outside of court to be listed uh, as a member of our organization. And so then they get training on our out of court process and um, hopefully collaborate together on um, cases to get, you know, people to the finish line in a really respectful and reasonable manner. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pillisoff and my guest, Tracy Moore Grant, a Georgia-based divorce attorney and the founder of Amicable Divorce Network. And we are talking about the Amicable Divorce Network. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, Tracy is going to offer tips on an amicable divorce. We'll be right back. Are you thinking of selling your home or are you thinking of buying a new home or are you thinking about doing both? If so, I want to mention 
two real estate agents who I absolutely think are wonderful. One is in New York and New Jersey and the other in Chicago. So let's start with Lauren Schachtel. Lauren is a real estate agent for Coldwell Banker in New Jersey and Corcoran Group in New York. And she is so wonderful, so passionate about helping people during a divorce and just a great person. And you can find Lauren at laurenshacktelhomes.com or in the trusted partner section of Divorced Girl Smiling. The other real estate agent I want to mention is Missy Jerfita of Jerfita Pearson Team. And Missy is on the North Shore of Chicago. She has been in the business for over 20 years. She's extremely experienced and also just a great person and so passionate about helping people through divorce as well. And you can find Missy at jerfitapearsonteam.com or in the trusted partner section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girls Smiling podcast with Jackie Pillisoff. I'm talking to Tracy Moore Grant, a divorce attorney from Georgia and the founder of Amicable Divorce Network. Before we get to the tips on having an amicable divorce, tell me what drove you to create this. So I've been an attorney now for over 20 years, and I was very frustrated when clients would come to me, and they're perfectly normal, reasonable people who just want a, a good divorce, and they would ask me two questions. They would say, how long is this process going to take, and how expensive is it going to be? And time after time, I would have to say, I don't know. And the reason for that was because who their spouse hired would have an incredible impact on this entire family. And so if the spouse hired a high conflict attorney, then it was, I knew it was going to cost my client probably an average of $30,000. It was probably going to take a year to 18 months. We were going to be doing depositions and discovery of five years of bank records and all sorts of things that are really unnecessary to the heart of the issues in a divorce case. They're just sort of like things that attorneys do to drive up cost and fees and get money. You know, it's an industry. People want to make as much money as possible. They have minimum billing requirements. They, you know, have to have to do these things because of how the industry is structured. However, if the opposing um, party went out and hired a reasonable, you know, um, amicable divorce attorney, then I knew that we would be exchanging only the documents that are necessary. We would be talking about scheduling a mediation and the temperature in the case would be greatly reduced. So I was really unable to tell my clients their destiny, how things are going to go, because this other professional was such a dynamic and controlling presence in the case. Um, and so I actually, I just wanted to remove those people. I just wanted to be able to tell my clients, hey, you know, it's going to cost this much and it's going to take this long because we're going to have a reasonable person on the other side and that's how it's going to be. And, and so that was the founding idea of the Amicable Divorce Network. So they're saving time. They're saving money. They're saving their kids a lot of heartache. They're saving yep. themselves a lot of heartache. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say one thing that I bet comes out of this also. If you have an amicable divorce, you really might end up being friendly after the divorce because you came up with the rules 
And there was no drag out brawl where dirty laundry was aired and stunts were pulled and motions were filed. Like, for example, I want full custody just as a scare tactic or something like that. That doesn't happen in Tracy's process. It doesn't. And that doesn't mean our issues aren't complicated. I'm going to give you an example. Um, If we have a case that involves an allegation that one party is using drugs, for example, um, in a traditional divorce case, that would mean that I had to file a motion for drug testing that costs money that may or may not get heard within the next few months while the other person is obviously diluting their system of the drugs. Then you appear for court in months from now. The judge hears you say negative things about one another and may or may not ultimately order some sort of drug testing. Um, and you've spent all this time without this issue being resolved. Um, in an amicable divorce, you know, we would reach out. The two attorneys would talk. Generally speaking, we agree to use share tech drug testing, which is by mail, DNA-based drug testing. We get that done very quickly. It is private. It is not a motion in the court system that your neighbors can read. This is all being done internally between the attorneys who are like, we have a problem. We have an allegation of drug use. How do we solve that problem and get to the heart of the issue quickly and efficiently? And now within a matter of, you know, two weeks, we have some data on whether that's occurring or not. And all of that is private. And that's just one example. I mean, we deal with multi-million dollar businesses where parties want to keep their assets private, their valuations private. Um, We deal with complicated personality disorders, special needs children, um, all sorts of issues that parties want to solve creatively, um, privately, in a child-focused and low-conflict manner. For people listening who are thinking about divorce or at the beginning of a divorce or even in the middle of a divorce, how can they contribute to having an amicable divorce? So um, first, if you haven't hired a professional yet, I think that you need to really sort of sit with yourself before you hire a divorce attorney and decide for you what type of divorce you want to have. What does that look like? And a lot of people will say, well, I want to be perfectly fine, but I want to, you know, rain holy terror upon the other spouse. I want them to do all these things, but I haven't done anything wrong. So they think it's going to be one sided, not really understanding if you sling mud, it's coming back at you. If you file a motion, they're filing a motion. If you have a deposition, they have a deposition. Um, It's all very mutual. So there's only mutual combat. So really sit. And if that's what you want, look for that type of attorney. But if you don't want that, you really need to know when you're looking at attorneys and talking to attorneys that if they are only talking about litigation, that's the only tool in their toolbox. If they also promote themselves on their website as handling uncontested, amicable divorce, mediation, all these different out-of-court solutions, then that means that they have more tools in their toolbox, that they are more well-versed to assess your case and give you a proper result as opposed to really the only tool that they have, which might be litigation. And in the same way that attorneys specialize in low-conflict divorce, there are attorneys that specialize in high-conflict divorce. And they will market themselves that way. And so that's important to know on the front end Mm -hmm. and to ask these attorneys when you're meeting with them, what is their plan for your case? 
And if they're not talking to you about resolution, then you know that that's not what's on the table for you. That's not available. They're talking about court and trial. So really to reflect first on what type of professional you're hiring and making sure they are a good match for your goals. The second is something that people almost never do, and that is to really think about what is your budget for your divorce? What can you afford to spend to get divorced? And if you can only spend $5,000 without having to borrow money or get into financial hard straits, as an example, convey that to your professional. Make sure that you explain to them, my family can afford, I can afford to spend $5,000 on this divorce. What can we accomplish in my budget? Because most professionals will just assume that you have an unlimited and open checkbook for your divorce and very few people do. So you need to know what you can accomplish within your financial means and be very candid with your professional about that. Can they accomplish your goals for this amount? Can they not? You're right. I've been to three or no, I've probably been to five different attorneys for consults for my actual divorce and then for post litigation. And they all acted like I had hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend. They mm -hmm. never said to me, you know, what is your financial situation right at the beginning? So we know yeah. where mm -hmm. we're at. But that also doesn't mean that just because you have a lot of money that you have to spend a lot either. Correct. Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, if you have great resources, but you don't want to filter them towards a divorce, then be very candid about that, you know, say, and it's often the people who have the most money who I found to be the most responsible and frugal with it and very upfront and saying, this is how much I can afford for this divorce. Now, sometimes the bad news is, well, we can't work within that budget because we have to get a business valuation or we have these other complicated issues. But having those discussions up front with your client to say, this is what my projection is for this cost because I recommend these professional things be done, or yes, I can or cannot work within your budget, really helps you have a great working relationship with your chosen attorney and their team because you have that transparency on cost because that's often where the relationship goes sideways. People start getting bills, they're upset for things that have been done um, and they can't afford but a month or two of legal service, you know? So it, it's, it's an important conversation that people don't have. This has been wonderful, Tracy. Do you have any more tips before we, if you can believe the time's almost up, <laughs> any more tips for people in general just to keep their divorces amicable? So I think you need to always be reflecting throughout the process. Think of where you want to be at the end of the process. Do you want to be mentally healthy? Do you want your children to be mentally healthy? Um, where do you want to be, you know, living? What does that look like? It's sort of like manifesting the end of this divorce journey. What does that look like? And be checking in with yourself and your professionals along the way. And sometimes the end of the journey and that vision changes. Make sure that you're communicating that to your, you know, professionals. But take a minute. If you feel like you're getting swept up into this divorce process, that you're not a part of it, that decisions are being made without you, take a moment and say, are the actions that I'm making, that my professionals are making, are they serving my goals 
for my future and where I want myself and my children to be at the end of this. And if they aren't, make sure you're having a conversation to say, let me, you know, reframe, let me reflect on this process and make sure that you and I are both on the same page, that my goals are, you know, X, Y, Z, and this is what I like. I want to make sure that decisions are being made to meet my goals. And so it's important to just not get caught up in the process and take moments to reflect on where you're at. And if you feel like your divorce professionals are not in the amicable space, maybe you need a change, you know? What do you think, Tracy? Yeah, I think parties often don't understand how much control they have. You have the right to choose any professional you like. And if they're not serving your goals, you have the right to change lanes. Um, We've taken over many cases that were in a contested terrible posture and parties learn about us and they want to switch over. Um, and we're always welcome to doing that and streamlining their process and getting them done. But the clients really need to understand they're in the driver's seat. This is their life, their money, their home, their children. Make sure that you're constructing the team of people helping you that is meeting your goals. And if they're not, it's time to reevaluate. Absolutely. Tracy, this has been wonderful, and I want to tell my listeners, if you want to learn more about the Amicable Divorce Network and you want to see if there's professionals in your state, and by the way, I think a lot of the professionals on that network serve the entire U.S., like divorce coaches and people like that, so go to amicabledivorcenetwork.com, and I want to close out by telling you that if you're listening to this and you want an amicable divorce, but you feel like your spouse would not, is not going to do that because he or she seems really angry and upset and resentful and you feel like they're just going to go for the jugular, remember that you can only control your side of it. So You do the right thing and hire the amicable divorce person, the the attorney and the professionals who are going to make everything amicable, and then see what happens. And Tracy, tell me if you agree with this. Once you put it out there that you want to be amicable, a lot of times the spouse will come around too. Absolutely. It's surprising. We send a letter um, and a booklet about amicable divorce, and it's a very nice letter and it's very, you know, focused on, you know, low conflict and low cost and things of that nature. And, you know, what's the worst that can happen is that you start a case by saying you wanted it to be amicable. So there's no harm in trying. But um, our you know, work has found that 80% of the time when the other spouse gets that letter, no matter how complicated or how angry they might be or how difficult you think it's going to be, they react positively and hire an amicable attorney. Um, so it really has a great success rate of people um, being able to tune down the temperature um, and get their case on the right track. So don't think just because your issues are complicated or emotions are high that an amicable divorce isn't right for you because amicable professionals will help get you on the right track. Tracy, thank you so much for being on the show and taking time to do this. Great, great advice, great information. Thank you for having me. appreciate it. If you want to learn more, visit amicabledivorcenetwork.com. And if you want to listen to more podcasts, read more articles, or check out my 
vetted and trusted professionals, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you real soon.